And it's good to be with you today. Last week I was gone. Thank you. Last week I was on vacation. I took a few vacation days and took three of the boys and we headed down to Florida. And so it was 85 degrees where I was last week. And I really missed this place. I missed that beautiful Ohio weather. You guys love it here, don't you? And I, I'm, I am totally not joking. I know some of you may think, man, I wish I could go be in 85 degrees. I love it here. And listen, the, the biggest thing is this. I, I got the opportunity to go down and visit my sister and her husband, uh, Kevin, who is the pastor of Highland Park Church. It's one of our uh, great churches in the Church of the Nazarene. And I, last week, I had the opportunity to attend their service. And it's very different as a pastor just attending a church that, that you, you aren't on staff at. And it was, it was great to be there. But I got to tell you, and I say this, this might seem really cheesy, and you may not believe me, but I missed you guys. This is, this is our church family, and I'm thankful to be with you. I'm, I'm really thankful that I had the opportunity that we have online and that I could go back and watch and worship with you later, um, but it's great to be with you. The, listen, if, if you think I'm joking about Florida, this morning I got up and I had a little itch on my leg, and I reached down and started scratching it, and you know what it was? It was a mosquito bite in December. <laughs> You shouldn't have mosquito bites in December, and that doesn't happen here in our beautiful weather in Ohio. And so it's good to be with you, and I'm just thankful to get to worship with you today. It's such a great blessing um, to worship together with you. So we're in our series, He Changes Everything, and as we walk through Advent, as we walk towards Christmas, we celebrate the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ, and He changes everything. Through this series, we've, we've been talking about the transformation that happens. He doesn't just change everything in the world around us. He changes our hearts and our lives. And, and so the, the kind of the theme of this series is that walking with Christ means being transformed into his image. That every single day as we, as we walk, every single day as we go to work or go to school or, or whatever we're doing, we are being transformed into the image of Christ. The Holy Spirit is living inside of us. And transforming us. And so we're looking at Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 uh, to 24. If you'll stand with me and honor God's word. And, and I'm going to share with you a little bit later that, that God's word has, has been alive and active in, in my heart, as it always is. But we stand because we believe that. We believe that just as I'm up here talking to you, that the Holy Spirit wants to speak to you through his word. More so than through me or anything else, it's through his word. And so we stand to receive that now. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance or patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. And then it says, Since we live by the Spirit, let us walk in step with the Spirit. Praise the Lord. You can have a seat. These are the fruits of the Spirit. These are the ways that the Holy Spirit is transforming our hearts and lives. And so today we're going to focus on, on this uh, short word right there. It's love, and then the second word is joy. How many of you are joyful people? All right, I mean, that's, that's probably about right. <laughs> As a pastor, I could say that's probably about right. Here's the deal. Let, let's have some fun. Let's get involved. So if you're sitting next to somebody, I'm going to do this thing that you guys love that I do where I have you, you know, interact with each other. So here's what I want you to do. On a scale of 1 to 10, how joyful of a person are you? Go ahead, share it with someone next to you. If you're embarrassed and you don't want to, keep it to yourself. You know, type it in your phone. Talk to yourself. Smile. Tell someone how joyful you are. 
The, the word joy there, the word joy there means cheerfulness. It means calm delight. It means gladness. How cheerful are you? How much, how much do you have calm delight? How glad are you? And, and, and so I, we think of one of my favorite movies in the Christmas season is Elf. And we, and we have that, that phrase, the best way to spread Christmas cheer is to sing loud for all to hear. It's joy. That's joyful, right? And, and, and Buddy the Elf talks about that and tries to spread Christmas cheer. And, and I want you to know that, that we have hired our own Buddy the Elf here at Westchester Nazarene. Pastor Brad Poland over there. Stand up here. Can I just tell you, that dude is joyful. Like, I come in the, the church, and, and we see each other from across the church, and he's like, what's up? How's it going? And he starts dancing and doing all sorts of weird stuff, and I'm just like, where does that joy come from? <laughs> we are meant to be a people that are joyful. Praise the Lord. Brad, I can joke about it all day long, but I am thankful for the joy that I see in him. And many of you, we are meant to be a joyful people. The Holy Spirit, one of the ways that the Holy Spirit is transforming us is making us more joyful. And so that's something maybe on the scale, maybe you turn and you said, I'm a six or I'm a two. Maybe some of you are tens. That's great. Listen to me. The Holy Spirit wants to help you grow in joy. And today the Holy Spirit is here. The Holy Spirit is with us and wants to continue to work in your heart to make you more joyful. So I, I, we stood a minute ago in honor of God's word. Let me tell you a little bit. I, by the way, if you've been in church a long time, you may have noticed we're doing things a little bit out of order. here. So, so when I was planning this series, I was praying and, and I felt that God was leading me to do a series on the fruits of the Spirit. But the problem was we only had six weeks before Advent hit. And, and I thought, there, there's nine fruits of the Spirit. It's not going to work. But then as the more I studied, the more I realized that three of the Advent themes that we focus on, love, joy, and peace, are fruits of the Spirit. And so we put together this series. And, and, and so, you know, typically in the church, some of you may have to forgive me for this, typically we would do hope and then peace and then joy but this week is our second week, and we're focusing on joy because it's a fruit of the Spirit. So forgive me if that throws you off. But today, I want you to know that God wants to give you joy. And here's the thing. We, we stand because God's Word is active, because God's Word speaks. Can I tell you that I have read the Christmas story hundreds, if not thousands of times? And this week, as I was studying and as I was reading it, God was speaking to me through His Holy Spirit. And I noticed some things, or maybe some things stuck out. Maybe I'd noticed them before, but they really became clear to me. So as we were playing this series, we thought, okay, we've got the Holy Spirit part, which is the pre-Advent, the first six weeks, and then we'll move into Advent, and we'll really just talk about Jesus. He changes everything. But what, what the Holy Spirit showed me this week is that in the birth narrative, in the Advent story, the Holy Spirit is all over it. See, here's the deal. The Holy Spirit, we believe in a triune God, Father, Son, Spirit, and they are one. They are three, but they're one, and that's confusing. If you want to talk about it, come talk to me later. I don't have time, time right now for it. But the Holy Spirit is at work all through the Christmas story. And so we're going to do some character studies here. You're going to have to hang with me. I've got a lot of scriptures, but I want you to see two big themes that we see throughout the birth narrative of Christ. And that is the Holy Spirit working 
and the joy that people are filled with. So, so just follow with me here. We've got, we've got Zechariah. That's the first one mentioned there. It says, the angel comes to Zechariah and says, do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son, and you are to call him John, John the Baptist. And he will be a joy and a delight to you. And many will rejoice. They'll have joy because of his birth, for he will be great inside of the Lord. He is to never take wine or other fermented drink. Uh, and he will be filled with the Spirit even before he's born. Let me stop for just a minute. We often think about the filling of the Spirit happening later on when Jesus ascends back after he raises from the dead and ascends back into heaven. We think of the Holy Spirit coming at Pentecost, but what we see here is the Holy Spirit has been alive and active all throughout the story. And so it tells us uh, that, that the angel tells Zechariah, this baby, John, will bring joy, will bring rejoicing to people. And that's, listen, let's stop. That's not because John was so great. It's because John was the forerunner for Jesus, the Messiah. That's why he would bring joy. And it says here, he will be filled with the Holy Spirit before he's even born. We, we look at verse 67. It says, his father Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and started prophesying. And he starts rejoicing and he starts praising God and he's filled with joy through the Holy Spirit. Let's look at Mary. Luke chapter 1 verse 27, the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel went to her and said, greetings, you who are highly favored, the Lord is with you. Mary is favored and the Lord is with her. And in verse 35 it says, the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Are you seeing this? I, maybe, maybe I'm just dense and I'm the only one that never noticed this, but the Holy Spirit is at work all throughout this story. And, and the, the angel says, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, Mary, verse 46. And Mary said, my soul glorifies the Lord. My, my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. She is filled with the Holy Spirit and she's filled with joy. How about Elizabeth and John? Verse 41, when Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Verse 44, as soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leapt, leaped for joy. Are you getting it? Are you getting every character in the story filled with the Holy Spirit, filled with joy? Luke chapter 1, verse 57, when, when it was time for Elizabeth to have her baby, she gave birth to the son. Her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown her great mercy, and they shared in her joy. Verse 80, the child grew and became strong in spirit, and he lived in the wilderness until he appeared publicly to Israel. That's talking about John the Baptist. It said he, he grew and became strong in the spirit. Uh, another way to, that, that Scripture says that, he grew strong in the spirit. The Holy Spirit. He's filled with the Spirit. The shepherds, verse 10, the angel said to them, do not be afraid, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. In verse 20, the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. They are filled with joy. There's a theme here. Verse 25 of chapter 2, 
There was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout. He was waiting on the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. So, so here's what I want you to see through the story. I know that that's a lot of different characters, but what I want you to see is that every single one of them is filled with the Holy Spirit and led to Jesus, where they find joy. They're filled with the Holy Spirit, and they're filled with joy. So, so here's what I want you to hear today, that joy, true joy, everlasting joy comes from the Holy Spirit and is rooted in Jesus Christ. In the Advent season, we celebrate the coming of Jesus Christ, our King, our Savior. This is where joy comes from. Maybe there's somebody here today that, that would say, you know, I, I just got too much going on in my life. Maybe some of you were being really honest and you turned and said, you know, I'm, I'm a one out of ten on the scale of joy. I want you to know that the Holy Spirit is here and, and that, that the story of Jesus Christ is for you. And, and the Spirit wants to help you be filled with joy through Jesus Christ. Joy comes from the Holy Spirit. It's rooted in, in Jesus Christ. And just as all of these characters in the story are, are, are brought in, as they're, they're filled with the Spirit, they're invited in, Jesus is for us. So, so three ways we're going to look at that we can have joy today. Listen, if you're a person and, and you're struggling, maybe you've been going through some things and you just need some joy today, Jesus is your joy. The first reason we, we have joy, we have joy because Jesus brings salvation. It's Christmas season. Uh, there, there's a lot of stuff going on. I don't know if this is true for you. It's, people ask during the Christmas season, hey, what do you want for Christmas? And we're supposed to make lists and we're supposed to tell people, and I always struggle with that because I just don't even know you know, what I need or what I want. Can I, can I tell you that the most important thing that you need is salvation, and that the story of Jesus Christ, our Savior and King, the Messiah, is the story of salvation for all of us. It's, it says in there that, that salvation is from Jesus. That, that word joy, it, it, not, it doesn't just mean happiness. It doesn't just mean being filled with delight. It also means the awareness of God's grace and favor. So what happens here is as we're aware of the grace of God, as we're aware of His love for us, we can have joy no matter the circumstances. And some of you here today are saying, but, but you don't know my circumstances. Those biblical characters, they had it good. They got to see Jesus. They got to be a part of it. You know the circumstances that all this happened in? They weren't exact, exactly joyful circumstances. We're talking about a teenage girl that became pregnant miraculously through a virgin birth. Can you imagine the, the stress that that caused? When Jesus was born, Herod tried to kill all the young boys. Can you imagine the stress to that mother? They had to escape to Egypt. John the Baptist, it says he was filled with the Spirit. He was the forerunner for Jesus. You know, he was beheaded, right? In all these characters, we think about like, well, it was just this perf picture perfect, perfect time, perfect circumstances, joyful. No, the joy was given to them through the Holy Spirit, and their joy was found in Jesus Christ. 
as they became aware of his salvation. So here's what I want you to hear today. The first reason you can have joy today, no matter what's going on in your life, is there, there is a God that loves you more than you will ever know. And he sent his one and only son, the Savior Jesus Christ, came to this world for you and for me. So I don't know what you're going through, but I want you to know that today the greatest gift that you could ever have is the gift of Jesus Christ and his salvation. I don't know if you guys follow sports news, but there, someone just, uh, Shoei Otani, baseball player, just signed a $700 million contract with the Los Angeles Dodgers. That's pretty nice. Most of us aren't turning that down, are we? Anybody <laughs> turning down 700 mil? Okay. <laughs> 700 million. You know what that's worth if, he's, if he doesn't have the salvation of Jesus Christ? Nothing. Nothing. He can't take it with him. It's perishable. That's like five Chick-fil-A meals these days, isn't it? <laughs> Listen, the thing you need more than anything else is salvation. And Jesus Christ, what we celebrate in Advent is that a Savior came and became flesh to give us salvation. That salvation is for you. And for me today, listen, if you got no other reason to be joyful, know that Jesus loves you so much that he saves you. You've been given the greatest gift. The second reason is this. We have joy because we are invited into the story. I think sometimes we read scripture and we think, well, well that's really cool that that happened to them. And we see that the story as a contained thing. And we think, okay, great. The shepherds got to do that. They got to be a part of that. That's great. And we're just looking back at it. Can I tell you today that you are invited into the story? One of the things I love about Advent, we do it every year. One of the things I love about that is that every year we're reminded that this isn't the story of Mary and Joseph and John and Zachariah and Elizabeth. That It is, but it's our story. And in Advent, we understand that this is our King. This is our Savior, and we are invited in to the story. We're invited to be a part of it. L listen, I... One of the ways that we can really lose our joy is, is when we start to believe lies, we start to believe we're not important, we start to believe that, 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 that we don't play a big part. I want you to know today that you are invited into the story, just like characters in Scripture that are written there that you can read, just like they're a huge part of the story, I want you to know that you are invited into the birth of Jesus Christ and what he's doing in the world around you. You are a part of it. And the Holy Spirit has been given to you. See, at that point, the Holy Spirit was given at moments, but we've been filled by the Spirit. We have the Spirit with us every day, and the Spirit wants to lead us again this year, as he does every year, to the birth of our Savior. You've been adopted in to the family of God Most High. And if you've ever been tempted to think that you're worthless, if you've been ever tempted to think that, that you don't matter, can I tell you that, that Jesus came for you and that he invites you in? He came for you. 
I'll be honest with you, as a pastor, sometimes I get discouraged. Let me say this before I, before I talk about this. I don't want you to email me and tell, tell me that I'm nice or anything. like. I don't need you to tell me I'm good. I, most pastors say, don't email me your complaints. I'm telling you, you don't have to email me nice things after this. I'm not saying this for you to email me nice things because, because God is giving me joy through the Holy Spirit rooted in Jesus Christ. But there are moments where somebody says something or complains or something happens and I start to think, man, do I matter? Is my part important? It's so dumb, isn't it? I'm embarrassed to admit it to you today, but, but there are moments that I start to believe those lies and I see what God's doing and I think, is that, is that even mine? Listen to me, I don't care how much the devil is lying to you and telling you that you're not worth it. I don't care what the circumstances around you are. Jesus Christ came not just for Mary, Joseph, John, Elizabeth, Zachariah, Simeon. He came for you and me. And he invites you in. And he gives you purpose and he gives you life. Don't believe the garbage that the devil wants to tell you that you are not important. Don't believe it. The story of Jesus Christ is a story of your salvation. And it's the story of your purpose. He loves you. He invites you in. The third reason that we can have joy is because we have the best news of all. How many of you like having good news? When you get some good news, you just want to share it with everyone, right? Right? It, I mean, it, that's part of who we are. We want to share the good news. Let me tell you, you've got the best news there is today, that Jesus Christ is for all. He's for all. The good news of great joy for all people. You know, if those words for all people weren't there, we wouldn't be here. But can I take you past that and tell you that not only do you have salvation in Jesus, not only are you invited into the story, but you are given the greatest news that you can share with the world around you, that Jesus Christ is for all people, the broken, the hurting, the lost, uh, the blue Christmas service that's coming up on the, on the uh, 21st, the blue Christmas service. It, it, it's all about Jesus' love and grace for all people. You may not feel today that, that God loves you, but, but the story of Advent, the story of Jesus' birth is a story of a Savior that loves you. And not just you, but your family members, your coworkers, your friends, the people in your life that are hurting. You have great news to tell. And the angel comes to the shepherds and says, I've got great news, good news of great joy for all people. And you know what happens? They see Jesus, they're filled with joy, and what do they do? They go start telling the great news to all people. Today, we are given salvation through Jesus. We're invited in, and we carry with us the greatest news of all, that Jesus came to bring joy to everyone. You got something to go tell. When we leave this place, you've got something to share. You have salvation, you have purpose, and you have a job to do to go share the joy of Christ with others. Listen, I, I get some of us are, are less joyful people. I, I'll admit, Brad puts me to shame sometimes with joyfulness. I want to be more joyful. We are called to be a people of joy because we have a Savior that loves us, that invites us in. 
and we've been given the best news ever. Listen, can I just tease something for you? 2024, uh, the vision that we have here at the church, upward, outward, forward, our, our vision for 2024 is that every single one of us will share Christ with others because we've got such a great message of hope and joy and salvation and we want to share it with everyone that we possibly can. So, so here's the deal. I, I don't know what number on the scale you were today. Worship team, you can go ahead and come up. I don't know what, what number on the scale you are. I don't know if you're a person that's just by nature negative or, or maybe you've just been going through some things lately and it's been really heavy on your heart and you just don't feel the joy of Christ. Today as we worship together in Advent, we, we celebrate a Savior who's given us the greatest gift of all, salvation. And I want you to know that you are invited into the story. And the Holy Spirit is here to give you joy. Not joy like I opened a nice present and it's really great, but three months from now it'll wear out. Or, or not joy that something cool happened in my life and I got real excited and then it went, it went away. The joy of Christ is an everlasting joy that can't be taken from you. And the Holy Spirit is here today and wants to fill your heart with joy. So stand with me. And here's my prayer for each and every one of you. My prayer is that if you're walking through life and you're missing the joy of Christ, that today the Holy Spirit would give you joy. If you're here today and you're saying, man, I'm an eight, my prayer is that the Spirit will take you to a 10, that you will experience Jesus today. You'll be filled with joy because he is our savior. He is God. Father, I pray that you'd speak to us as we worship you. If anybody needs your joy today, I pray that you would just come to them. Just as we read in the story that you came to, to each character, I pray, Lord, that you would come to each of us. Remind us of your love and your grace for us. Remind us of your salvation and give us joy to the fullest today, Lord. I thank you. I love you and thank you that you're here for us, Lord. And I pray today you'd speak to us in Jesus' name. Amen.